Hello, friends, and welcome back to the show. We're here from Live Reality Games to cover Survivor Season 41. We are back. And this week, we have our friends from Melbourne, Vince, Josh, and Liz. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Hi. Hi. It's been a hot minute. It's <laughs> been a whole two weeks, it feels like. Um. Yeah. So if you watch, you just saw Vince and Josh covering all of Survivor SA. We are uh, the presidents and vice presidents of the Stantoni fan club. And I might suggest that some of you might want to join the bandwagon and jump on the Stantel uh, fan club because I am the president of the Stantels now <laughs> moving forward. But um, we also have Liz. It's great to see you, Liz. You're, um, you're engaged now. Congratulations. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. And we're going to break down everything that just happened. So if you did not watch Survivor Season 41, get on the Paramount Plus or, or CBS All, or whatever you use to watch it. You can watch Big Brother, but we all know how that's going to end anyways if you've been watching the season. So you can check that out later and come right back here because we're going to break down everything. So where we left off, I mean, let's let's get your initial takes. You guys saw the first episode. Vince, what is your take? Coming, American Survivor is back after COVID. And do you think it's back with a vengeance? Or what's what's your take on it? I really like um, this season's plan. Um, of, I'm not really like a twist person, but I think the, what they did this season is really great. It's a lot of in, inject a lot of new sort of twists and you know, creativity in, into it. So I really love it. And the characters are all well done. Well, well done casting. I, I totally agree. Liz, Liz, do you have similar sentiment? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about coming back with a vengeance, but like it's, it's coming back good. Like I feel like we we're going back to a little bit. There's a little hint of old school Survivor in there, and I, I love it. I, Josh. Speaking of the old school Survivor, this is also reminding me of Australian Survivor, where we get these B-roll edits of the players, and I am such a fan. This is what brought me to International Survivor. And like I said on your show, like I feel like Australian Survivor and South African Survivor is the future of the franchise. I love the B-roll edits. Yeah, um, getting the backstories of the players, because we didn't get that. Like, in Winners of War, you get that. Um, but, you know, previous seasons before that, you didn't get as much, like, backstory, and you didn't actually get to know the characters. Um so getting to know them has been a lot better. Um, I, for one, love twists, but I don't know. <laughs> I love how I'm the different one here, even though, like, there's so many twists and so many different things. Um, I'm not a fan of this uh, dice thing. Oh, I'm me neither. Fan of it. Um, that's not That's not you at all, Josh. You like this, like, the underdog usually... get, like, a chance to save themselves, <laughs> that kind of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love like I love players being able to be saved from like being a first boot. Um, but <laughs> I, I love that idea because it just adds like you know if you look at South Africa, San Tony was like an easy first boot, right? And look where she ended up, just from a twist. I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of like a one in six chance. Like why why that number? You know, and this is a good question because I I mean I have a question about the advantage. If the first person takes out a piece of paper, they play their dice, and they let's say they get a blank piece of paper, does this mean the second person has a one in five chance to get immunity? Yes. 
Yeah, as far as I know. But also, like, why is there not other things on the parchment, on the other parchments? Like, you have lost your vote for the next travel cancel. Like, have a risk element to it as well, if they want to have more stuff into it. Or, like, you know, you can actually vote this travel cancel now. I don't know. Something like that. Or my favorite sentence from this entire episode, return to your seat, period. (laughs) (laughs) I have a favorite sentence from this episode. I actually wrote it down. Um, Evie said, um, Evie? Evie? Evie. Evie? 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 I think. Not like the Pokemon Eevee, like Evie. <laughs> oh, good note. Yeah. Um, they said, you cannot uh, you, you cannot be scared of making people mad in Survivor. I love that line. I love that Yeah, line. I agree. Of, you can always do damage control, right? I've heard on Survivor. It's great. That's, that's so true. And I mean, Evie's coming from the tribe where they just unanimously voted out uh, Abraham. And so they're they're kind of in a good a good spot. Tiffany received one vote, and we're kind of going to see how that plays out in this episode. Um, but just to spoil it again, if there's spoilers here, folks, so you got to leave right now if you don't want them. But we see Ua. Is it Ua? No, it's Yasa. Yeah. Yasa, y- Yala. Ua is the tribe, but Yasa is the one that goes to tribal council, and we're going to see in this episode Vochi eliminated. I gotta say, I was a little surprised. This reminds me more of a South African edit where <laughs> we get so much and then they show us exactly what we didn't know at the end at Tribal yeah. Council. We get surprised, which I personally love. I have friends here in the States that don't like this type of edit, but I'm actually kind of a fan. I like being left in the dark and getting surprised at the end of the episode. I didn't expect Bochi to go home. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I wanted him to go home and I didn't even dare like hope for it. Like <laughs> the fact that um the fact we get this edit, I, I love being blindsided as a viewer. It makes you feel what the player that gets voted out is feeling. Like it I, puts you in their sort of shoes. That's great. I yeah. think this in this case is better because um we sort of get the behind the scenes of like David's like um, strategy and his personality and stuff. But I wouldn't recommend if it's going to be like, you know, you purple that person and then for a purpose of blindside. Mm. Yes. Which is what Australian Survivor does, right? Mm. Much prefer this. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of, I mean, there's, there's such a give and take, right? Because we get all of the character development that we want in Australian Survivor. Like it's, 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 feeds our soul we understand the characters we understand the motivations and sometimes we're just left in the dark here but uh, one of the things i'm left in the dark i just did not catch this josh the episode is called juggling chainsaws hey Uh, what was the i'm confused xander i think said it i think it was xander's um you shouldn't be juggling chainsaws when butterflies are around or it was something. No, 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 that it was, wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't that his line or something? No, um, it was just like an analogy for what he was saying for like dealing with the advantage and stuff, I think. Uh, oh, okay. This totally makes sense then. Because I thought the better, that's funny that it was about Xander because I thought the better title for the episode was Return to Your Seat, period. And it was <laughs> Xander who received that at Tribal Council. So, in, 
So for those of you that are following along, Xander found the beware advantage that we saw Jeff Probst hide in episode one. <laughs> and the be for future players, if it says beware, don't fucking touch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, Vince, do you want to break down how this advantage works? Um, from okay, if I'm not mistaken, so, so you so you basically got a idol, but it doesn't work until all three um all three tribes found the idol, and then they have to signal each other with a certain phrase. So if everyone set the phrase, then the idol works. But until then, you can't vote. So you're basically useless in tribal council, and you're yeah, you're not safe. <laughs> I have a big question about this, Josh. So let's mm. say two out of the three people find it. Let's say Xander gets voted out so he can no longer say his purple butterflies phrase the, or whatever code word it is. Does this mean the other person who took the beware advantage will literally get no votes for till whenever? I'm assuming this all fizzles out at merge because... There's no more. There's no longer three camps, so I don't think it could could be found. Um, that'd be my guess, but it makes sense for that to happen. The swap uh, could make this way easier, right? Yeah. Could you imagine finding all three if they swapped twice, and you have to say all three sentences in a row or something? <laughs> like, it'd be so bizarre. Did, okay. Did anyone catch what the note did? It, the did the note say all three of the phrases? Yeah. Did any of you catch what the three phrases are? There's one about broccoli being broccoli. small trees. Oh, yeah. broccoli being small trees, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, don't people just say that normally, though? Like, that's not a weird thing so. to say. <laughs> I in mean, Australia, it's, it's a thing. I think it's an odd yeah. thing to say in the challenge, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not really you've anything like wrap it you in, broccoli. <laughs> you've got to wrap it into an analogy of, like, yeah. you know, our tribe is broccoli, but we're all little trees just growing inside of it or something. You've got to sort of like wrap it into an analogy for it to work. But I'm, can you change a little bit of phrase? Like you contain the, the whole phrase? Or you have to reckon, say exact things on the parchment? or you can. Just I reckon it'd be exact. I reckon they would be very strict about that. Yeah. Because I remember specifically Xander saying something about dead relatives are his... Are butterflies are his dead relatives? Oh I mean, yeah. Everyone yeah, that was getting phrases, right? <laughs> I was yeah, I was so confused, and then Dustin filled me. I have terrible eyes, so I clearly did not read the message well. And Dustin's like, "No, it's the code word." And I was like, "Oh, I thought Xander was going crazy for a second. <laughs> What's happening here?" I think like, Xander is going crazy, regardless. Um, like I was worried he was having a stroke. I'm like. This makes no sense here. Like this, yeah. this, um, yes, Grace. Gra oh, Grace thinks it's a much better episode than the first one. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it gets to the point, I guess. Like it, the first episode took two hours and it was a double tribal right at the end. Like it was very, it was great that everyone got screen time and we got to mm -hmm. know everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I like how this episode got to the point. Can I just add in a point with the phrase? So maybe next season they can do like an action or like you no know, yodeling, but like, -oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the other person to go like moo. <laughs> 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 
Yes. This this reminds me of 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 survival challenge this past year in Illinois, an LRG that happened where they made an idol called the Adam Klein Idol, and it was simple on the podium. And a player tried to play it and it was not playable. But then another player went up to it and touched it and said, fire is life. And it activated the idol. <laughs> and I was like, I was there. And I was like, what? That's you, so good. You activated it. I feel, I said this last week. I feel mm. like Jeff Probst and Kerhoffer and all the team watched some live reality games from around the world this past year. Because this twist of the summit, we've seen at Melbourne. (laughs) I swear I've watched this at Selborne, or Melbourne, Liz. Like, I was, (laughs) isn't it like somebody got the idol at the summit? Like, hey, hey, we stole that from New Zealand Survivor, so. Okay, it's fair. Washing our hands of that. We just saw summits at Survivor British Columbia as well. So this seems to be like the new take on the on exile. Like instead of just going there and getting a freebie, let's have you talk about it and make a decision. I don't know, Vince. I kind of like this better than a freebie at exile. Or I almost like it better than immunity island. I definitely like it than those like ghost island you have to play a game and then wager your stuff or like even in the immunity island that we saw in South Africa, like this, this creates more sort of interaction between tribes and form different relationships. So when come to merge, it's the, the, the tribe alliance will be muddy, muddy a little bit. We had some, um, we had a, like a chat log going um, when we were, when we were watching, um, cause we had to watch by internet. Um, and Vince said a comment um, saying like, you know, this is a better option than a tribe swap because there's integration between tribes and they can talk and discuss and strategize. Um, so it stops pagonging. Um, I actually agree <laughs> with that. To get rid of tribe swaps, you could actually have like some type of place where people can meet constantly and, you know, discuss everything. And Yeah. I think that's a great idea because we've seen tribe swaps so often. This is just a nice new way to keep the players on their toes. Um... At the start of the episode, you know, I what some of the interesting things we saw were Nasir's B-roll. We saw his life before Survivor. That really, I don't know, it opened me up to Nasir, Liz. Like, it really, really kind of welp- welcomed me. Because in the first episode, I was just thinking he's kind of a snitch. He just, he's like a, he's like a Sandra Diaz twine, right? He's going to hide in the woods, look at what you're doing, and then he's going to go run and tell everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen. I just love how they're showing everyone's like stories. Like even um, Zavochi is that how you say his name? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, uh, like I love how they they showed that. Like his story had some kind of resolution, you know. By the way, how did they get to Vochi? Did they ever explain like why he was Vochi and not David? Well, it was explained like, I mean, it was talked about as an option earlier, but it just never seemed to like be a thing. Like, um, he was, Tiff was bringing it up, right? Because she was paranoid that like an idol gets played and she goes, 
even though they knew that it couldn't be activated or something. So it seems like they just went with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Dustin, du Dustin's what that's wants to go in a different direction right now and talk about Cypher <laughs> 3. Yeah, of course. Of course he does. Dustin's our resident like expert on LRGs. He watches more LRG than actual reality television. So he's he's always sucking <laughs> that up. You know, Tiffany, we can talk about a little bit more. She kind of had a tough episode. I mean, Tiffany, uh, right from the start, she was struggling with food. She called it, she literally called it hell that she was living through. And then she was really struggling in the challenge. Uh, <laughs> I was worried for Tiffany for a while there, Josh. Yeah, um, I have notes. Um, let me get to these. <laughs> Essentially, um, well, Vince said in, I think it was Vince, he's like, this looks like it's in slow motion when she's going over the, <laughs> when she's going over the little um, balance beam. Yeah. Hey, they actually did put it in slow motion, didn't they? Yeah, no, they did. it was, I think it was normal really? speed. No, they, did. they made it all like. They did, they did. It was slow motion. Okay, because it looked like yeah. normal speed. It looked like she was going very, very slow over this beam. Um, but yet she seemed really abrasive going back to camp to me anyway, like as a viewer, she sort of seemed abrasive. She's like, no, we have to go this way because you know, this could happen, you know? And she was trying to get herself like, I guess, guaranteed to stay, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you've got two people there and they're saying, we're going to help you, I would sort of be like, cool, no worries. I wouldn't mm. try and push my narrative because I think coming up, I reckon she's going to push one too many buttons and they'll be like, I'm done with her. And I get that feeling that that could happen next. I feel like her only real problem was that like, she didn't, uh, she didn't understand <laughs> what was happening, which like, I would be the same, but like, I think she was trying to operate without understanding it. And she probably needed to like, understand it to be on the same page as her allies. Yeah. Um, I also think that because she hasn't seen the the, the note itself, so I don't. She maybe has a thing like whether I can trust Evie or is did Evie sort of the because I don't think Evie's tell told her that she actually saw the whole notes and stuff. So she was she did, she did at some did, point. But I, yeah, but sort of doesn't operate from there. But um, me I, for me, I think it, it's it does make sense to vote um vote out yeah because Xander has no vote now so he's technically useless yeah time. so Vote has more power than Xander at the moment unless Xander the other tribes found two idols and suddenly Xander has like all these mm. you know fancy self but at this stage yeah we're he... kind of jumping ahead of ourselves and I was doing that too so let's let's head back because we're going to get there but I want to get to this place where Xander has no vote and finds this beware idol and then takes it the episode actually starts on Ua, the green tribe that had just voted out. Oh, who did they just vote out? Uh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Sarah, sorry, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. And Brad was in on this plan. And out of nowhere, Brad seems like he's on the outs. So then we have Ricard and we have JD going to talk. And these are the two in the first episode that we think might have something against each other. Like they're looking at each other. Well, they're going to go talk and probably try to figure out where these votes landed because everyone's going to try to figure out who, where this Ricard vote came from, which came from Jeannie of all people, or Jenny, however you say it. And 
Brad is so nervous that he runs the other way out of camp. <laughs> then he pulls an actual Sandra Diaz twine, hides in the woods, listens to them. And can we, can this series be more focused on pronouns? <laughs> because Brad is then obsessed because he hears he, and he's the only he they could be talking about because of course they wouldn't say he about each other, which makes sense. Hmm. So he's super concerned. He runs back and then he spills the beans to Stantel and Stantel spills the beans to everyone else like she does. I I, I don't know how I felt about Brad's gameplay here, Liz. I was a little <laughs> bit... Ugh. Honestly, like, I laugh every time that Brad is on screen purely because he reminds me of our dear friend Keegan. Um... <laughs> Just in mannerisms, not in gameplay at all. Just want to clear that up. But um, but yeah, it's like whenever he does anything, I just crack up. Um, yeah. So no, I think he's he's playing pretty badly, but it's hilarious and I love it. And the it was weird because Jeannie voted a, not with the majority. Jeannie was the only one who voted for a card. And I felt like there was zero conversation yes. about this. Yeah, I, I remember hearing something about her. Um, I think oh, um, I can I jump in because talking. I read about that. Um, because yeah. someone, I actually on Reddit, and then I saw someone who was on the viewing party with Ricard. And so Ricard basically saying Ginny voted for Ricard because when they were whispering, Ginny accidentally heard. Not accidentally, but she may be mistaken her like Ricard's name. That's why she put his name down. So this is this is from what I heard. But I'm not sure whether it's hundred percent true, but this is what I um found out. Wow. So the future of Survivor has turned into live tribals that get people to vote incorrectly, even though they were in majority <laughs> right before it. That's yeah. crazy. Also for you Redditors out there, Dustin told me that you guys are voting that Evie is Sophie. And I don't, I disagree to all of you Redditors out there that end up watching this. You can complain all you want. But I think Evie is a Cochrane if she is a Survivor winner. Because Evie does not come across to me as kind of like a, there was times Sophie was kind of spoiled to me. Like when she was like ordering what's her, what's his name around to like do things for her. Uh, I don't know if spoiled's the best word for it, but I think she's more of a Cochrane. I think she's a little bit more nerdy and savvy than than kind of spoiled brat. No, I love you, Sophie. Sophie, <laughs> Sophie and Winners of War, though. Oh. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, so she has like two different like yeah. archetypes, and that's yeah. very she's they're very like full opposite. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I like like when young people go on and then when they return back as an older player, you can definitely yeah. see the character development as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah, and of you could say that with Cochrane too. He's kind of different in both. I would say she's more acting like Cochrane 2.0 than Cochrane 1.0 so far. Sure, yes. So that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a breakdown of what's going down. We don't really, we can't really see the tribal lines of Ua in this episode, but I, Vince, what do you, who do you, who's running the show here on Ua? Stantel. 
Is it? Yeah, the Green Tribe. Yes. Yes. And yeah. is like in, in sort of a middle position, so you can you can tell in the first episode she was mingling with um the Ginny and um Brad, and then she was with JD, and then she's with um Ricard. So she's basically insulated from any sort of being voted off at the moment. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I she's going to be the only one that's not going to be targeted mm. out of that whole tribe. Like, everyone has a reason to be targeted besides, yeah, besides Dantel. I want to see the relations within Luvu. We never really see anything there, obviously, because mm. they've won both challenges. Um, but I actually want to see how everything will go down because, like, in the first episode, we see Nasir see the two boys look for idols throughout their challenge, but then the girls tell the two boys about that. So, yeah, it's a bit different because also on this episode, there's multiple confessionals of them saying without Nasir would be screwed mm. because he created the fire. Did he Did he make it with no flint? It looked like he did. Oh, th- this, is, this is a question I have, Josh, too, because we see Deshaun trying to make fire and it almost seems to me with American Survivor the way it's been, I feel like whenever they're making fire, they're foreshadowing the final four. And I was like really looking into this, like, oh, like why are they so hyper-focused on Deshaun making fire? And then he doesn't make fire. And then Nasir, they don't even show him attempting to make fire. Suddenly he brings out like a coconut leaf or whatever. Like he's like fire. <laughs> he comes you out like fire, here it is. <laughs> like survivor guy. He's like here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> how did you make fire? And then Sydney says, we want to learn as much about him as possible so we can boot him. <laughs> and this is coming from the girl who has too much flatulence as she self-proclaimed in her episode or her interview. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it just seems so like, like brutal right off the start. Like, we want to learn mm. everything about you just to get rid of you. I'm like... I don't know how I feel about that. It's sort of, yeah, you, you're right with the foreshadowing thing about like um, Deshaun not make, being able to make fire. Is that what we're going to see at the final four? Like, I have to interject that maybe fire is such an important storyline because, you know, taking away from, from the flint and stuff. So maybe they're going to show it a little bit more to emphasize how like the flint plays an important part and how fire makes. After I'm making place in port apart in this whole um, journey. Yeah, because we haven't seen Yase um, make any fire yet, have we? No. So that yellow tribe hasn't had fire for nearly six days now. That's Maybe they did, but they're not going to show it. But they did have yeah. Flint um, when they did the challenge. Did they get Flint? No, they didn't get any Flint. No, when yeah. they did the sweat challenge, they earned the Flint. Oh, that's they right. They give it back yeah. when they lose yeah. the challenge. But then Jeff took the flint from Yasa and Ua, and so they still don't have flint? I presume so. Mm. (laughs) Okay, Jeff, I know you're never going to watch this, but, (laughs) like, if you, like, we played live games where sometimes we still have, like, luxuries like sleeping bags or, or different things, and, like, still not having fire, I can't imagine sleeping through a night without a fire rolling in a tent and a sleeping bag and a, like that seems worse than any season of survivor these guys did it sort of 
<laughs> tell we, tell um, us about it, Vince. <laughs> on on Galata? Yeah. When you guys it's... put your sleeping bags out in like a... <laughs> Worst decision ever. <laughs> like, we want something comfortable to sleep on. So we decided to... We all had a sleeping bag each. So we all decided to um, lay them flat on the ground and then put the sleeping bags over top of us as like a big blanket. Worst decision of all time. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Francie when you think and Nick it. were just like in the dirt, like no <laughs> sleeping bag at all. <laughs> it was so bad. Don't suggest it. Do not do that. Don't, no, no. <laughs> Stay warm. Keep the sleeping bag for yourself. <laughs> we we were lucky. It was like during like the start of our autumn, well fall. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's so still cold after summer. We can't deny it. It's still cold. It's like make, probably like <laughs> <In a> fire. <laughs> maybe like five degrees or six seven ish around that. I mean yeah. Celsius, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be about I think like 40, 42 degrees. Your oh wow. Uh, that's you know, freezing. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's survivor for you right there, folks. Yep. <laughs> go hard or go home. I yeah. would do it again. Do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do it. Any like you asked me to do it now, I'll do it, you know. For sure. So right after this happens, we get a glimpse of Yasa tribe. And we have Two players who are all by themselves. We have Xander and Liana, and the rest of everybody is off on their own. And I say the rest of everybody, which is only three people. This is not a ton of people. This is not something like extravagant. It's practically half of your tribe. <laughs> but Xander is worried, even though he has plus one vote, people. So just with Liana, if that was the case, he still can tie this thing if they go to tribal. So he's worried. So he tells the camera in the confessional, he's got to look for this idol, right? And so we talked about this beware advantage. Xander ends up finding it. And again, three people have to say things at the same time at an immunity challenge for this idol to exist. Then he directly goes and tells Evie and Bochi. <laughs> Liz, I, I just thought it was a terrible move. To tell them really see i didn't have much reaction to that um yeah <laughs> but like, i mean yeah in hindsight it was a pretty terrible move but like i don't know it's like you tell me allies things you know i Can think I... if you keep a secret like that you're not gonna keep an ally because you haven't got a vote yes yeah because like, you're, if you, if, nope, everyone would know you can't vote, basically, if, you, if they really yeah. vote. So, yeah. Because it's affecting the alliance, I think mm -hmm. you have to tell them. But if it was just a, like, you can get an idol, but you have to say this phrase with three other people and they all activate, um, that's fine. But because it's affecting their tribal council outcome, I think you sort of have to tell them. Um, but you don't like they he seemed to tell them like before they even lost the challenge, right? Yeah. So you like I think you hold off telling them until you have to. Yeah. You know the good thing about this though, the fact that he doesn't have a vote, he can play his dice with no comp like with no no compromise. No, I don't think that works because there's there's always a punishment for playing a shot in the dark because then 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 
then it wouldn't make sense, right? What's the punishment? Yeah, but like, where do where do rules draw the line, though? Oh. Like, and that's that's the thing. Like, where where does that go to? Is that like a never ending like sort of like black hole moment where everything just <laughs> keeps going in and around itself? Like, where, where does it? I'm end? so confused about the whole dice thing. Like, I just I <laughs> wasn't paying attention properly the first time, and because like, I think go into the next tribal council saying he played his shot in the dark dark die. And you could get away with like not having a vote um, for right. at least, for at least one tribal council, but I think I think, you should, I think you should see it as such that you have to give up something to earn the shot in the dark. So like you can't just say I don't have anything to give, so I'm, I can play it without any sort of black, you know consequence. So you have to yeah. give up something. So your your vote is basically your chance to play shot in the dark. So I, I wonder if on the parchment he got if it actually says what will happen. Yeah. Because if there's Ooh. nothing saying it. If there's nothing saying that rule, then technically I guess he could play it and it would be within the rules because I haven't it's not like a an afterthought quest like question to ask. If it's not written, then it should be allowed. But is it written somewhere? Because it's just Jeff and Well the shot in the dark die was not written anywhere. Yeah. Um but maybe on his on his idle parchment there should be a rule. It's right, because it creates an infinite loop in some ways, or not an infinite loop, but it, it, it kind of like begs the question, like, can you use that advantage if you don't have the vote in the first place? That's really interesting. And I think something that I don't know if the players are thinking about yet, but, you know, the tribes are small to start with this season. So a shot in the dark at 17-ish percent chance is, is a shot but I feel like this advantage is way more deadly if you carry it to the final six. Like if they're allowed to do the shot in the dark at a place where you are probably going to get a vote against you, I feel like it could really save your game at that point. So does the game then begin, then become try to get people to play their shot in the dark as early as possible. Do you think we're going to see that where people lie to other people in order to get them to use their shot in the dark and then lose their vote? That's what I would do, personally. I'd be trying to make people use waste their, waste their potential advantages to start off with so then I could have the, the reward from it. Um, but your, your vote early on is worth so much more because I've always said pre-merge builds up your merge and it builds up your potential like winning like route. If you have a horrible pre-merge, I highly doubt you're going to make it further in the game at merge. So using your votes as they are makes more sense in the pre-merge for me. Um, But everyone has opinions. So... (laughs) Yeah. For sure. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd want to hold on to that dice as long as possible because I feel like as long as you have that dice, you have something over other people. But then again, is that dice a target? Like, do you become... Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want to just get rid of it? And because does that make your chance of winning better because you don't have the dice? I know that sounds like so, like, reverse, <laughs> like, logic, but I feel like Survivor sometimes is a game of making your target smaller than it already is. So do you find a round where they don't need your vote like this round? If a majority is voting this way, do you just waste your shot in the dark and be like, oops, I'm a bad player. And it's not at jury. It's not when people are kind of analyzing your game, but then you don't become a potential reason Mm. 
to maybe be a target to Josh if Josh is in the game and wants to get rid of you or get rid of your advantage. I mean, the best time to make mistakes is in the pre-merge, right? <laughs> like, hmm. but, how, but how do we, like, do people view it as an advantage when you have the dice? When it's like 17% to get safe. Like, I wouldn't see, like, that's a like, you wouldn't 100% get it. So, like, I wouldn't see it as, like, sort of a, like, added advantage if you still have it in the post-merge. But that's still the question I have, because then the next round, is it a is it a 20% chance? And then the round after yeah. that, is it a 25% chance? Um, It's always going to be one um 17%. Even if it's, like, post-merge, uh, like, merged, if they have 12 people there, they're going to, uh, I mean, then that's 12, I don't know, they're going to, put 12 parchment in there and two safe. So it's always 17%. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, so they're going to keep 17%. Yeah, okay. every single trouble is going to be 17%. Okay. Why that number? It's just... Like 20% makes more sense. Why 17? 20% is a bit... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like 17% has more... I think it's a do with the dice, like six, you know, six sides. This is too six. much maths for me. <laughs> Why not just roll a dice instead of... Roll, roll a dice instead of picking up a parchment. So it's, that yeah, it's an audio. something's on a parchment. It's an audio issue, I think. They could, I don't know, but they have to throw it or something. <laughs> oh. It's confusing. It actually is confusing. Dustin's coming here with the maths. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense, Dustin. Yeah, no, <laughs> that'd be like. Would that be seven parchments? I think so. <laughs> so one less opportunity to possibly get it, Dustin. You are brutal out there. Um, we get to the immunity challenge. Let's rush there. And I don't know if there's much to say, except I focused a lot on Tiffany falling off a lot and Jeannie being very winded. <laughs> Nobody helped Jeannie up. Everyone else no. was helping was helping everyone else up their ladders, but everyone's just like, should be right. <laughs> it was just it was really it was really rude. I'm like, help her. Like <laughs> she had to swim that whole way, you know. I don't understand that though. Why was that a thing? Why was it they have to swim to the end to unlock the key down the bottom? Why couldn't the first person pop through the course go and unlock it? Or have three keys unlocked? You know, have like another element to it? Like doesn't take much to add, but yeah, I, I just don't understand why they're like, you can bypass everything and swim and get the key. Like, why was Honestly, that? Honestly, I didn't even notice that was a thing. Yeah, I just, like, saw them jumping into, like, the water and flying over stuff, and I was like, this looks like so much fun. What? <laughs> so, do they have, so they don't have to necessarily go get the key in the in the first run? No, I think they had to. I think it was, like, part of the rule or something. Oh, okay. I just don't understand it. I'm just like, have three people do the same thing and then have two people do the puzzle. Like, instead of having, like... Yeah. <laughs> to me, it makes no sense. It was and a little... three keys so they can have to use them on different locks and then, you know... You Literally the wrong, the wrong don't even and... remember a key. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Sydney, like, not having to close her eyes underwater and I'm always shocked at people that don't close their eyes underwater. Yes. I'm always like, how... Like, she's wide eye open... And I'm like, how how do you do that? Because 
I wear yeah. contacts. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah. Especially in salt water. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was a chlorinated pool or something, I'd be fine. I'm like, I can do that. But in salt water, like your eyes would burn, wouldn't they? I've never done it personally. Maybe but... you can like get used to it. Like maybe people who swim, like it just they get used to it. True. Um, speaking of Yasa, Dustin says Liana was amazing at the challenge, but I think Jeff Probst would disagree because he said, Yasa, you've been bad all season. <laughs> I love how he said that all season. It was like, it's been like one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is such hyperbole, Probst. Like, that is so extra right now. This is their, like... Third challenge, yes, they couldn't find the ore in the first episode. But I got to say, we didn't talk about it in episode one. We kind of glossed over it because there was a lot to talk about. Their ore was yellow. It was in a haystack. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was actually harder to see. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else had, like, blinding bad colors them. that you could see from a distance. But yellow just it mixes in with everything. So they had, like, a sort of disadvantage going into that um which is usually for the green tribe when they're looking for things in the woods usually the green tribe like if i'm ever playing an lrg and i get the green tribe i'm like shit because <laughs> it's always gonna be in the woods around green shit and you can't find the puzzle piece that you needed to find that was so, us with galata oh we going for galata and that was a great try <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I must say though, um, season three of Melbourne Survivor, the buffs are very standout. Yes, so, and the oh, colors are no very green. no no <laughs> green. So yeah, Some so hot, you'll be able to see stuff. Pink and Hunter Orange. <laughs> I really want to pink one season. Can I can I mention? Um, I don't know why Yase put um, Tiffany on the physical part because I feel like the puzzle part can be like one good one and sort of one mm. sort of tag along. Doesn't have to be two good people in the puzzles. So, Matt. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally, Matt. Like one hundred percent. Like the entire episode was like Tiffany. <laughs> Yeah. Is getting voted out. I mean, even think about this. We saw Suri in what 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 season was it where Suri couldn't get across? Game changes. Game changes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And they literally ended the challenge and were was like, Suri, we're gonna wait for you to get across this. Suri gets hero music, even though they're clearly the losers. And you know, yeah. I felt like we should have got a little bit more of that for Tiffany, even though you know she was squaddling across the. Hey, the we got the slow motion. All right. That's <laughs> I swear it wasn't slow motion. I swear it, it is really, it really slow. <laughs> Josh, you can like, watch it back tonight. <laughs> I will watch it back, but I swear it's not slow motion. I have to watch it back too because, like, that's the funniest position to even want to slow motion a person <laughs> in. Like, a like, it's like show a struggle, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the last piece of the puzzle going in, or, you know. Yeah. That's why they should use slow motion, not. I mean, they should Grind just her. not use slow that motion, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that to South African Survivor, like. Mm. Yeah, yes. I do agree. I, I want to know, I want to know if, like, she she wanted to do that. Like, if she had, like, did she, like, refuse to do the 
puzzle? Is that why she was there? Like, I want to, like, someone was to blame there. Man, I don't think she was, she, she's throwing it. I don't think she, no, I don't think she's throwing it. I mean, clear, yeah, clearly after when we see the, the aftermath at Yasa, which is Tiffany's, I mean, you're right, Liz, she couldn't have known everything, but it was a mess. Mm. That whole time. So she gets back. So Yasa loses. Luvu, of course, wins first place. And I have a feeling this is going to happen again and again until they swap especially having Danny on their tribe. I just feel like he is going to keep getting them the win constantly, especially if they're physical challenges. We have such a crazy mess. Well, first off, they had a twist then that Luvu got to choose who goes to the summit. And I, I almost, I didn't write this down actually. And I was like, Dustin, they can break the season. So they were allowed to choose one person from the losing tribe and then one person from either their tribe or the other winning tribe. Did they make the right choice, Josh? I I disagree with the winning tribe choosing who goes. Now, my only reason is because they can choose like a weak person. Like they could choose a strong person from the other tribe that they could send away and then they you know, the people at that camp could eventually just be like, oh, he's not here, let's vote for him, for example. And then they could, you know, steamroll the challenges even more and make more of like a, um, you know, an, a force between the, the tribes and stuff like that. But then also when you look at it, when they're going to, to merge, when they're constantly winning these challenges, they've got a lot more connections from a smaller tribe as well. So it's only going to create a pogonging if the winning tribe gets to choose now, but, but, but I, I'm getting yeah. to the, but I'm getting, I actually am getting yeah. to the, button, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it does create a lot of like disharmony between like the major tribe too. Is that the, but you're talking about Liz? Like, no, the, if, no? Okay. <laughs> no. all right. No. All right. I, I have um, an idea to fix it, but we'll go with yeah. your butt and then I'll fix it. Well, it's just that, like, I don't think that, like, the the go-to strategy here is to, like, send a, uh, like, a, a strong person to, you know, because I don't think, like, I think they want to cause chaos in the other, in the other tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And a strong person's unlikely to be voted out. So they want to send someone who might be voted out, Um so that there's, you know, there's chaos and stuff. But I think that chaos is what forms really tight um, alliance bonds that go way further. You know, if you get through a tribal where, like, crazy stuff yeah. is happening, you, like, you're solidified more. You p- built that trust, whereas, like, this winning tribe has not built that trust yet. Mm. But sending a weak person, right, Con- considered weak, they're, they're more than likely the person who's going to be voted out anyway, right? So you're just guaranteeing well, them sort of being voted out. Not really. So, like, not really, but, like, you sort of, like, it's more of a chance of them being voted out if they're no longer there. Honestly, well, statistically, I don't know, I even know if that's true anymore with the US Survivor. Like, it's definitely true with like, Australia. If, but... if this happened in Australian Survivor, we for sure know that person's going home. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, there's so many pros and cons with it. I personally think the losing tribe should choose. 
um, because it allows more of like dynamics potentially going ahead in the future um, with other tribes and stuff like that as well. It actually adds more dynamic, I think personally, but that's how I would fix it. But like the tribe that like that uh, that wins should have like that edge over the other tribe that like that didn't lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> like with the three I, tribes. I, yeah, I think it should be like Immunity Island, to be honest, where you just take someone away. And then they're not a tribal. <laughs> that way, you could take the weak person, so strong people get voted out. No, I don't. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are we rewarding like weak? Like, why do we like? I mean, it's in a sense like you. Why are we rewarding this specific type of person? You know what you're saying. You're not creating an equal opportunity for people to go there to be safe. You're creating just this twist just to save weak people or presume weak people to be safe. Yeah, hey, hey, on behalf of weak, weak people, like it's not it's not that bad, right? We're already disadvantaged, so <laughs> that's the thing. I think weak people are always perceived as weak, right? So then they've always got like this like downfall upon them. Like if you cast like. A mother's club and then you cast like a like a life-saving surf club or whatever like of course the life-saving surf club will probably outperform the mother's club but it's just it's with social like i understand that the mother's club might win in the social game aspect but when it comes to challenges and pre-merge that mother's club is going to get decimated and constantly over and over and over again and they're eventually going to dwindle down to nothing so I, that's why it- I, that's why i prefer things that like help people that are like uh, automatically physically like have no chance against others but then you're creating like you sort of value certain um perspective now because everyone brings something different in the game so why are you punishing people you know that you presume is weak i mean presume is like strong to favor the weak and then you know because different part of a game like postmers the mom's club gonna get you know gonna be like gonna be um I think the in a better position is, than this physical one. Are you going to flip the script, protecting the the strong ones? So if you're not cast, doing it, you're not equal. It's not. You've equal. got to cast people who aren't all just for strong. So and you're like, basically you've saying cast you're casting like bodybuilders. You've got to cast. <laughs> it, 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 but then you're like, it's sort of like you know. Then you get in the wrong demographic, and then it, and it has a lot of other questions. That, there's no way you can really fix it, but yeah. This is a long conversation that could go on for ages. It, it, it probably will for the entire season. I'm thinking <laughs> if it keeps going this way, you like with that logic. I'm surprised they didn't pick Tiffany. Like I, yeah. I was really surprised that Evie was picked. I think Evie, Evie comes across to me as she was saying, "I don't want people to know I'm an evolutionary biologist because that's a threat." And I was like. How is that a threat? I don't even know what that is. Like I would consider that a threat because I don't know what it is. Like okay. that's that's what I think too, Liz. I think Evie is really, really socially smart, and I don't think I've grasped it totally. Um yeah. Matt's got a really interesting point. Imagine if Deshaun found the beware advantage and plans it for someone else to find so they lose their vote. That would be but cool. Deshaun, but why Deshaun? <laughs> oh, you mean like when he returns to the thing and yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be cool because he knows he about it do. now. So, oh, Matt, yeah, because he's gonna actively look for it. I really hope Deshaun just keeps his mouth shut. This has been a season <laughs> of everybody talking. 
does Deshaun have the capability to not tell Danny <laughs> or Sydney? I don't know. I don't know, mate. No, Deshaun is definitely. We're gonna see the first part of the next episode will be Deshaun talking to his <laughs> Luvu friends and saying everything that happens with idols and who's got idols. I think he's gonna tell a lot of people personally, but then he's only gonna build trust from doing that because you can't create. You can't create all of that up. Like that's the truth. And like giving giving them the truth, they'll be like, "Cool, no worries. We know exactly what happened, and I believe what you're saying." There is no way you can make up the butterfly saying and all that stuff, and how the idols work and stuff like that. <laughs> to be honest, if I'm Deshaun, why would I give it to someone when I can just hold it and not open it until like I keep hearing people saying the phrases, and until I'm sure no. the truth might already said it, I can open it. No, apparently you have to leave it or you have to take it that's what um that's what it said on uh um, okay yeah, on on um xander's one he said if you take this it's yours if you leave it it's not yours so it's got to stay in the same spot you, you have to do what it says yeah yeah but do i can it. i take it and give it to someone or is that you have no. to leave it as you taking it you've taken it but if you know where you, it you is you can like oh look there's an advantage in there it says beware cool. i don't want it do you want it and then they could get yeah. it and but, like, Xander didn't know what was in it. And to be honest, I would probably open it too because I was very intrigued. <laughs> right? So I think I everyone mean, has, like... Let's be honest. We probably all would have opened it. I, I would get someone else to open it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big red button. Like, if there's a big red button that says do not push and you have no idea what it does, everyone will probably go ahead and push it, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, you would know all the information. So you're actually not at, I mean, it depends if you're in a good relationship or not. But if you're in a good sort of position, this helps you because you know what's going on in the game instead of not knowing anything. Mm. I think knowing all of the information in the game is the biggest key to getting further. Like, if you know, yeah, we literally cannot, but like, that's that's the truth. You should see the season, um, the Melbourne Survivor, like... <laughs> <laughs> you should see the planning chat, yeah, like the production that. chat. <laughs> you should see our meetings. <laughs> can, it can last like two hours because we're just arguing. <laughs> like, we're like, yeah, yeah, we're literally nothing done. like, it'd be arguing over nothing. Um, this literally sounds like every LRG team I know. <laughs> so you guys are doing it right. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Strong yeah, opinions. <laughs> That's where it all stems from that. You know, I like during the sequence, we got the B-roll footage of Deshaun as a doctor, or he kind of talked a little bit about that. And I think it really humanized Deshaun. And again, it's bringing us back to the heart and soul of Survivor. This is how it started. We saw this in the very original season, and then they kind of lost it after a few. And then Australian Survivor brought it back. And well, okay. But we get more character at least. Like yes. we just we just don't get we haven't gotten it for years, I feel like, in American Survivor. And this season, I hope they continue. I hope everybody gets a package, is my hope. Mm-hmm. I think we'll find that everyone will get a package. Like even in Australian Survivor, everyone got a package. Even though they, they did. They actually no, did. I don't think <laughs> no, they I did. They did. I've checked it. They all got packages and it took up until like week six or something everyone to get packages um really yeah no, the last um, one... simon didn't get one. Oh, yes he did no he didn't get it. he yeah, they he posted did. it but they didn't include in the actual edit 
Was it but like a had secret? Surely Simon got one with all his confessionals. No, because he posted on his Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, oh. but 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 do you think like it's really different the Aussie ones than compared to US one? Because I think Aussie ones more related to the job, like what they do. Yeah. And sort of back to the yeah. game. But as US, it's very like happy? yeah. Family I'm story, positivity, success. <laughs> That's true. It's like, this is what I do. This is why it will help. Where American yeah. survivors like, what happened in your life that gave you trauma? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so much better. <laughs> I, I think life experiences has more than like job experiences, especially in survival. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, I work in retail sales, like that hasn't really got much to do with, I guess just building friendships and like trust and stuff. But I think as like a, as a life type of like social experiment, like you, you do so much better just with like who you are as a person, I think. Yeah. Like I'm a cleaner. Like (laughs) 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 I feel no Liz, that's super important because I feel like when I make a mess, cause I'm a messy player, you can help Mm -hmm. me clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) no no, but you don't understand i'm super messy as well (laughs) like i'm i'm not the kind of person you should be a cleaner but it just happened (laughs) maybe in your confession you can you can mention like i'm always the one who cleaned the mess or something (laughs) as a cleaner i'm the one who will clean up this mess (laughs) even my own i'll clean up any mess out there (laughs) um so, of course, Yasa goes to tribal council, and um, the, they, they blindsided me. They took, a, they took a trick of editing from South Africa, and they did not let us in on exactly what's happening. Or they gave us clues. I feel like in a rewatch. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing I noticed. Jeff Probst's voice was going in and out. And Rob Sesternino tweeted like something about like what's going on with his voice, but I feel like I understand because I'm dealing here in the states. It's allergy season right now, so <laughs> I am suffering. So I think well, it's yeah. allergy season here as well. Oh well, it's yeah. the, tis the season to be miserable. I yeah. felt like <laughs> Jeff Probst was dealing with allergies this whole episode. His voice did seem a little raw. Mm. What was that mm. thing with um, him talking about? Who will go home at travel cancel tonight? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> oh, this is his new thing, right? Oh, we didn't even talk about game within the game. They were like, Jeff Probst is going to give us secrets. And all I wrote was Jeff's pre-tribal hints. I put dot, dot, and then I wrote no notes. Because he didn't <laughs> give us anything. It's just, it's, it's, oh, I know. I think it's a bit stupid because it doesn't add anything to it. So I was like, why don't, why are we wasting two seconds on it? Well, I guess it's like, it's like engagement, right? It's like fourth wall stuff, but no, nah, it sucks. <laughs> he, I feel, I swear to goodness, Jeff watched a live stream of a live game where <laughs> we do that constantly. And I feel like he's like, oh, that's me. I can do that. <laughs> and no. When it's edited, you can't, Jeff. It doesn't work. It's like I once read in an interview that Jeff Probst doesn't care what happens at camp. He wants to know two things when you come to when his producers come to him. He wants to know whose names are on the block and who has an advantage. And that's all he wants to know prior to going into tribal. And I felt like that's all he told us in the pre-tribal. It's like, <laughs> who's gonna go home? The strong or the weak? We'll see. Mm. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> and to be honest, the strong all the week really didn't go home. It was sort of a guy in between. Well, that I guess that's what it added, right? It was a good misdirect. Mm. That's true. So we got there, Jeff. We <laughs> <laughs> if it was a misdirect, good job. You fooled us. But we see Bochi go home. And I mean, I got to say, in retrospect, it kind of makes sense knowing that Xander probably is not going to have a vote next round. Mm. Yeah, but do you take that risk? Because Xander could have went home with that advantage and the potential idol in his pocket. So then it's like, it could be back out there for play um, for somebody else to have. It It could also mm. mean that he could... Who knows? The other two tribes might find it next tribal, before next tribal, and then he's got an idol. like, And then it becomes like... It becomes more of a risky operation where you could take him out when you know he hasn't got the idol because the other two... W- Lines haven't been said. And here's the thing though, it's good for um Evie because like yeah. Evie brought up in a confessional, like um Xander trusts her, right? So like from her perspective, it's good. Like maybe it's not good for like the other two and the alliance, but like it's good for her. Yeah, basically she's the number one alliance with Xander, so she's gonna benefit yeah. the most. If Xana yeah. has the advantage, and if Xana, if they don't, if Zana doesn't have to vote at next struggle, she can easily, um, you know, vote him out. And she's mm. in the type two with Liana too. I feel like Liana yeah. and Evie is type two, Xander and Evie is a type two, so <laughs> she's in power position. Whenever it, 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 it is great for Liana because if Tiffany does go, Evie has two options: to stay with two more people or to stay with just Liana. That actually mm. works out a lot better for Liana too. I think. As True. Well. So I like that best for for them too, um, and because Tiffany and Xander will be going after each other. Mm. And yeah, it also makes sense. To, Tiffany is such an easy target next tribal as well. I guess mm-hmm. so. They, maybe they thought about it because Tiffany's always you can always vote Tiff out. Yeah, there's always going to be reason to vote Tiff out if she continues to perform at the same level. Um, yeah, I was super surprised too. I felt like a little bit like you, Josh. Like, Liana could be potentially in a really good situation, even though they didn't totally edit it that way. I Mm. felt like she's, even though she had a lot of reactions in this episode, I mean, she she dropped the F-bomb twice in her surprise. Once at the beginning, once after she found out about the advantage. But I feel like, even though she's a little bit more over the top in her personality than Evie, I still feel like Evie, if Evie gets pegged as being the smart player, which is exactly what they told us at the start, I feel like I'm worried about that. Like they told mm-hmm. us that confessional for a reason. I don't know. But then again, American Survivor is usually a little bit more cut and dry. Like they they tell us exactly what's, what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we can tell, Dustin. Yes, <laughs> we, we, we know. Can I can I open can I ask a question? Do yes. we think Tiffany has a good social game or is she's being dragged along as sort of a easy easy vote for the girls alliance? What do we think? A little bit of both? Yeah, that- like she got her way. Like she wanted Vochia mm. and she got her way. So I think there has to be some social like acceptance to that because she really had no like she didn't have any strength to say what she wanted to do and what, what she wanted to happen because she didn't have any other alliance besides the girls. Like, she just was girl strong and that's it. Mm. And Evie let that happen. 
So I think she does have some social play, but at the same time, I do believe them two girls are just taking her for a ride and just using her as a vote at the moment because it and makes sense. Like socially, it seemed like her social game was almost like what was what almost got her voted out, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. The first episode she was great. And the first episode she saved herself from her social play, I think. Mm. And then this episode she's starting to crumble. And I think she's just gonna further crumble the oh. further we go down. Who knows? She could become a challenge beast. Um and we <laughs> probably not. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was Tiffany is the next chappies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike Bloom posted that a, a picture of Tiffany next to Santony and was like, is Tiffany the next Santony? <laughs> I have to disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to painfully disagree with you, Mike Bloom. She's even though there might be some similar awkwardness in their social game, I I mean if Tiffany was Santony, she would have found the beware advantage, mm. would have taken it, would have then gone to the challenge and then just told the other two teams what their passwords were and said, why don't you just say this out loud? And then activated her own idol and then Santony <laughs> would laugh her way to tribal council. Oh, actually, Kurt, can they do that? I wonder if they can do that. Be like, hey, all three just say this. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, can you convince a person to say your your bro- broccoli is uh, whatever, your broccoli tree is raw? I don't know. <laughs> just It'd say be interesting. This. Trust me, it will be good for both of us. <laughs> the, I, I don't think anybody will ever replace Santony. Like, I don't think you'll ever get yeah, like she is one in a million. You will yeah. never replace her. You know, you you replace like people like Chappies with like Aussie, and you know, you like yeah. Challenge Beast. You know, but you'll never replace Anthony. I I don't think as a character that will ever happen again. And yeah, that's why I love that season so much. But yeah, but same. We just came off a high two weeks ago from living that season for yes, for like yeah. thirteen weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with this season, though. Like, I, I can't say much bad about this season. I'm not happy with a couple of twists, but... Um, yeah, so what... I can't believe what, I would say that. What are your favorite twists so far, and what twists do you think you could throw away and live without? Honestly, the ones that I don't understand can, like, go away. The dice situation, I don't know. But, like... Also, like any any twist, I don't really I don't really care about. Like, I would rather see it without a twist. I feel like. But having said that, this one that showed up in this episode was kind of cool. So, I always love like an advantage disadvantage situation. Yeah, I love it. Like, you don't know what you're getting. It could be a disadvantage. It could help you out. But I always love, I always love like the moral dilemma sort of like moment of like, do I pick it up? Is it bad? Like, you know, is it going to kill me in this game? Is it going to keep me in this game? I, I love, I love twists like that. And I love players thought process of trying to work out if it's a good idea or not to get. Um, but I do agree. I think the dice should just go. Um, and yeah, the, the risk your vote, protect your vote. I like. Yeah. As like a once-off though, not as a. Mm. This is the twist of the season. 
Yeah. That's what it seems to be like. We're going to get to merge, and there's going to be, like, 15 extra votes or something. And <laughs> there's going to be, like, 33 votes played at the first merge tribal council, and it's going to be a vote of, like, seven. It's going to be, like, a vote of, like, 17 to 12. And, like, we're going to be, like, what is this? And... <laughs> Can I can I ask? Do they have to do they have to announce it like when Jeff say like if anyone has advantage or um, idol is that when they play the extra vote or they can play it when I, they go to vote? See, that's something I'm not too sure of. But mm. all extra votes have just been played in the in the go voting to, area. They actually yeah. haven't been announced. I think mm. they did, isn't it? Like Dan, I mean, back in season thirty, is Dan has to announce that he's voting? Oh right? yeah. Oh, that was the right. first one, wasn't it? Yeah, the um, first one. But and I think I after know. they haven't been announced. I think I think they do. Um, Sarah, Sarah play. Sarah did the. I mean, that's is it still a vote or something? I can't remember. But yeah, but still a vote's do, different. You're stealing somebody's still vote because then the person can't vote, so they can't go up. So that's different. Who has an extra vote? <laughs> the last few seasons, I can't even remember. Sarah? Stephen Fishback. He has no. He had steel vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I want to play these five steel votes. His tribal, please. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, because could Xander like while Xander has no votes and he's not a target, could he just acquire more votes? Uh, The other thing I thought too was that note said return to your seat. He had an extra vote. So was there no opportunity for him to use that extra vote? I think that's when vote? I think that's when the advantage like when Jeff announced it, then you have to say like, oh, I have extra vote, I want to vote. Now I think oh, that's yeah. how, it, how it goes. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. oh so they've they give an extra vote out before they so they all sit down and he grabs the urn and then he has to put an extra vote in the urn? <laughs> I think so. I think because you have to announce you have something, right? I don't know. Maybe I don't know the direction this is going, but we have a clear answer later on, I guess. I'm assuming, yeah, once once extra votes happen, we'll find out. Mm. But mm. so many hypotheticals. <laughs> so many hypotheticals, and they left us wondering what is going to happen in the next episode. Before we end today, I want to recap you guys on the draft that Jillian and Lance and I did last week. I am the big loser so far. My tribe is left at four people. <laughs> Jillian is still rocking it out with a full tribe of six hey. right now. So you go, Jillian. I, you know you, you you know how to pick them. Oh wow, Jillian's got Chantel and Evie. Yeah, I know. And JD. Yeah, Kirk, you haven't got this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have Liana. I got Deshaun has information. Jeannie has like apparently zero target on her back, and Sydney farts a lot. So (laughs) there's something. They've also got really young people. I know. They're all like 26, 20. Oh, Jeannie's 46. Okay. Okay. So, in honor of you guys and Melbourne Survivor and covering South Africa. There's only one way we can end this week's episode. Vince, you know exactly what this is. It's going we're, gonna, we're gonna kiss, marry, and kill the yes. cast right now. And 
Liz, I think, well, Vince, can you describe what this is to the people at home that maybe haven't seen seen this and don't know what we're talking about? So this idea has come from um, Liz's um, Backout Survivor season. So one of the, um, Sam, she's a jury. She asked a question to the final three. She said, basically, we want to play Kiss, Mary Kill. And then we sort of adopted to our um, recap for South Africa. So Kiss is someone who did well in this episode. Mary is someone you think is going to do well in the future episodes or like Winnipeg. And Kill is someone that did horrible in this episode. I love you brought it home to a to a LRG too. Like that's just awesome. It's like so cool. Um, so Liz, we're gonna start with you. Who do you want to kiss? So what's the difference between um between kiss and marry again? So kiss is somebody kids? who did well for you in this particular episode. And Mary is gonna be somebody else that you think is gonna have a better trajectory down the line. Okay, it could be, yeah, it yeah. Could be a winner pick. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, winner vibes from Evie, but I'm going to say Kiss because she did super well in this episode. Um, and I didn't get those winner vibes in the first episode. Um, <laughs> going to have to kill, kill Brad here. Um, yeah, but I love him. He's great. I hope he sticks around because he's good fun. Um, yeah, and uh, Mary, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say Chantel. Yeah, she's got she's got good vibes. She's in a good position. Okay, so you're gonna kiss Evie, Evie, Mary Shan, and kill Brad. Yeah. Okay, right on. Okay, Josh, who do yeah. you want to kiss, Mary, and kill? <clears throat> well. It sounds strange, but I think you sort of this episode kissing Tiffany. I know people are going to be like, "What?" But the fact that she suffered so bad in that challenge and was still able to get through as like, and still able to not be voted out from being like horrible in the challenge and forcing him to be there, you've got to give credit to her social game, regardless of if she's being dragged as a goat or whatever. Like. Social game can still mean you could be a goat, like, and you could still just be carried to the end. So, weirdly enough, I'll give her my kiss. Um, Mary, you sort of have to give it to to, to Evie um, because she's on both sides of the alliances. She's created an alliance with Deshaun. Um, she's unstoppable at this point. So, have to marry Evie. And kill the only person that makes sense to kill this episode is Brad. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to go run and go spy on people and spies on people and comes back and tells them. And then Santel is telling everyone what happened. And he's just in a really horrible spot. I like that the word tell is in Chantel's name. (laughs) Yeah. Chantel. I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vince, from this episode, who would you like to kiss, marry, and kill? I'm going to go a different route. So for kiss, I'm going to go for Xander because even though it's a sort of disadvantage at the moment, but he did pick up and he sort of, you know, it's an advantage later on. So he, if he, and he's kind of safe on this episode as well. So 
Also, he's really hot. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that he's hot. He got advantage. He got extra vote. He has all the information right now. Although he did share it, but I guess you have to in this scenario. So kiss for Xander. Um, Mary, I'll go for um, Nasir because that making fire, and then people will be like, you know, he was in the bottom last episode, but people are now like, yes, he like we like him. He's gonna go far. So Mary, um, Nasir, and um, kill. Um, let's just follow the crowd, and I will just gave uh, Brad as well. <laughs> Poor Brad. <laughs> this was not your episode, Bradley. Um. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. we didn't see more of Heather this episode. You know, Stifler's mum. She. <laughs> yes. Okay. So true. That's so true. Who? Heather. Who? Where? Yeah, Heather. Who? We didn't Did get to see her at all. She's gonna pick next episode. We're gonna cry. <laughs> yes. I'm ready. This is going to be her B-roll footage. It's going to be the tearjerker. Okay, for me, you know, it's. I think I'm petty. I'm petty. Okay, so I'm going to kiss. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm going to kiss Liana because mm -hmm. I do feel like there was some ga good gameplay there. Not perfect, but somebody that I could admire. They, you kept your name off the block, and you, you got through it. So congrats to you. I think, oh gosh, Mary off this episode. Like I want to pick, who else picked Chantel? Did anybody pick Chantel to Mary? Me, yeah. Yeah, I I think I have to go with Chantel still, even though we didn't see as much as we saw first episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a Mary to Chantel still. And then for Kill... I'm going to go, I'm going to be evil. I'm going to go with a purple edit for this episode and I'm not <gasps> going to pick you, Heather. I'm going to, because I guess that the reason you're purple edited this episode is there just wasn't much from you. I know you're on the blue tribe. I know you keep winning, but Erica, I need some more. I don't know you yet. So Erica, I can do without as of right now. But we're literally right. scanning this being like who who is erica <laughs> i see her i see her yeah she's there in the middle somewhere. yeah i loved her on the first episode she was yeah. like one of the people i walked out of the first episode i'm like i want her to win like in love did she, did she get a package did she get a, a b-roll footage in the first episode i can't remember i don't, I don't remember um, but I maybe can't... But she was, she was, she has confessionals, but I don't remember. Yeah. She had yeah. I feel like that's still coming for Erica. Like they're saving it either for her, her boot episode, which might be soon, or they're going to set us up for a longer storyline coming down the line. Um, so I can't see her going anytime soon. Like, yeah. In, like in her alliances there, like this is still on the outs, but then you've got Heather as well. Yeah. It could also be a potential vote out. So she's got, a long time in this game still. She's in a really good spot. So true. She's definitely not going to be killed anytime soon. So my predictions, as they don't come true, as you can look and just look at my predictions right down next to my name. <laughs> probably, <laughs> those four will probably not win this game, unfortunately. You've got Liana. You've got a good chance, I think. 
I'm all in. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. you're fine. Well, before we go, are there is there anything you guys can give us about a future Melbourne survivor? Sur or Survivor Melbourne. Which is which is it? Melbourne Survivor or Survivor Melbourne? Melbourne Survivor, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we had our third season and it was pretty epic and great, but uh, <laughs> everyone needs to stop asking us when it's coming out. Because <laughs> one of our editors, Tara, has just uh, decided to play dead and avoid everyone for like three weeks because people keep asking you that. <laughs> That sounds like most editors for the LRG community that once yeah. the, once the shows are are ready yeah. to go, they go back, they go hide in a cave and they hibernate away and then they make their magic happen in solitude. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then yeah. they emerge come spring and we have lots of fun things to watch, but <laughs> what happens in the cave, we do not know. Yeah. You don't want to know, honestly. <laughs> You don't want to know. It's pretty much like lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <it is. laughs> this was a blast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you haven't already subscribed to Melbourne Survivor, you need to head out to our Facebook pages, our viewer fan pages, the YouTube page, and follow these guys. Honestly, if I had the money to to fly out there, well, first I'd have to get audition and get cast. But it's literally a dream of mine is to like go to South Africa and play. Uh, they have a big LRG that's out there too, and Australia. Those are literally on my bucket list. Like someday, I want to meet these people in real life. So check it out. You're going to see some great gameplay, and you're going to see um, Survivor. It's the same game. But culturally, it's just, it gives you a breath of fresh air. It is so fun to watch. So check it out for sure. And then always check us out and like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook at Live Reality Games. We're here and we are your biggest fans. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.